Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course. But if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. Today, we'll be paying tribute to George Clooney, one of Hollywood's most popular actors, by revisiting our interview with Kimberly Potts, author of George Clooney, The Last Great Movie Star, and by giving you an update of Clooney's latest projects as an actor and activist. This year, the Busy Star received Oscar nominations for two excellent 2011 films, The Descendants and The Ides of March. Currently, he's deeply involved in efforts to solve the tragic ethnic cleansing crisis in Sudan, including being arrested recently during a protest concerning this deplorable situation. Now, I want to mention that the chat room is open, and I see that the ghost hostess has arrived, and Dr. Cliff, and still soft voice. I want to welcome both of you, and I hope other listeners will uh, sign up for the chat and uh, share their comments and uh, reactions to uh, George Clooney. There's no doubt that Clooney's acting career is a most extraordinary one. According to the Internet Movie Database, it includes roles in 70 films and TV series. He's earned seven Academy Award nominations, four for acting in The Descendants, Michael Clayton, Up in the Air, and Syriana, one for directing Good Night and Good Luck, and two for screenwriting in connection with The Ides of March and Good Night and Good Luck. He won a Best Supporting Actor Oscar for Syriana, and in terms of upcoming projects, his new movie, Gravity, is in post-production, and another film titled Eight is available on YouTube. Clooney's television credits are also impressive, as we all know by his roles in such a series as ER, Sisters, and Roseanne. Now, in her well-researched biography of Clooney, Kimberly Potts presents fascinating details and behind-the-scenes information about the man she calls the last great movie star. After taking readers back to Clooney's early years, Potts then explains how this small-town boy used his good looks, charm, and personal ethics on his journey to becoming a serious actor, writer, producer, director, and humanitarian. She also explores Clooney's outspoken nature, his concern for others, and his involvement in important causes, including obtaining aid for Darfur refugees. We were very fortunate to interview Kimberly about her wonderful biography back in 2007, 
and I would like to play most of that interview for you now. The tape also includes interesting calls from Clooney fans, and uh, it runs about 20 minutes, so there will be time after the tape to bring you up to date concerning what George has been up to since that interview, and for feedback from our current chatters, as well as our uh, Facebook friends. And now, here's Kimberly Potts for your listening pleasure. Hi, Kimberly. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters. Hi, Betty. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm very excited to have you as a guest because I am one of George Clooney's fans, and uh, I also have written a biography about a celebrity, so I know how hard <laughs> it is to do, but you should be very proud of your book. Uh, it's, I, I just absolutely loved it. What was your biggest challenge in writing this biography? Um, just, you know, I the one of the reasons I wanted to write the book was just because I think um, people kind of look at, at certain segments of George Clooney's career, and, and when you look at it overall, it's it's a pretty fascinating story. And um, so then the challenge of that, of course, was with the research. There was a lot <laughs> to research because he's been in Hollywood probably a lot longer than most people realize. Oh, I, I know it. Uh, people probably don't know that he st- started out back in television. I think he was on Ro- the Roseanne show. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him first, I think, on, on Sisters. So he's built up a, a lot of uh, items to put on his resume. You know what, Kimberly? We already have a caller. I think let's go ahead and take a call. Uh, and I should remind listeners that the call-in number is 646-478-5668. But let's check this first caller. Hello, 619. You're on the air with Kimberly Potts and Betty Jo Tucker at Movie Addict Headquarters. Who's calling? Hello, stay, ladies. How are you doing? This oh, hi. Who is this? Diana. This is Diana, Diana Sanger, and Diana's been one of our uh, guests on the show before, Kim. She uh, has just won a, an award for her website, Classic Movie Guide, for being one of the finest uh, entertainment sites on the web in the San Diego area. Uh, thanks for calling in, Diana. Do you have a question for Kimberly? I and sure do. Diana. Hi, Kimberly. Hi there, and congratulations on your award. That's a, that's amazing. Thank you. Well, congratulations on this beautiful book. I'm sitting here looking at it. It's gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Um, I have two questions for you. Okay. <laughs> for From seeing and interviewing the elusive George, um, Number one, is he the sexiest man alive? <laughs> and and number two, what about him surprised you the most? Um, well, we didn't actually get to interview him for the book. Um, he kind of has his own projects working, and, and uh, a couple of his relatives and friends also have projects coming. So um, we did it based on research and talking with people that he'd worked with. Um, although I can say I, I don't think there's really any doubt in anyone's mind if, that he is, in fact, the sexiest man alive. I think all of us could answer that. Um, uh, the most, I vote. I vote for him. You vote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never heard anyone vote no to that yet. Um, as far as the, the most surprising thing, I think, again, even, and I knew, you know, and again, it was part of the reason I wanted to write the book was, was to um, kind of explore the fact that he had had this career that has lasted and started a lot sooner than most of us realize. But even I was surprised when I really delved into it at just 
you know, what a, a struggle it was for him early on. He actually moved to Los Angeles in 1982, and then the success with ER, which was really what, what set his career off on the path that it sits on now, wasn't until 1994. So he was there, you know, a good dozen years before really achieving success. And that's pretty amazing because when you look back at those early TV guest spots that he did on shows like Riptide and even when he was, you know, getting bigger parts on The Facts of Life and Roseanne, I still don't think that there was anyone other than him who would have, you know, would have believed that this person was ever going to win an Oscar and then be nominated um, as a director for an Oscar. So it's it's just a pretty fascinating story, I think. Well, it sure sounds like it. And, and very, I wish you very much good luck with your book. Thank you so much, Diane. I'm going to check out your website. Thank you. D- Diana, give your uh, the URL to your website so our listeners can it's, hear it and Kimberly can check it out. It's classicmovieguide.com. Great. That's classic, C-L-A-S-S-I-C, classicmovieguide.com. Well, Diana, I know you're a busy lady, but thank you very much for calling in, and we'll be talking to you later, I hope. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, that was so nice of Diana to call. I think she's that a was big nice. George Clooney fan. And we all we have another caller, so why don't we take this call right now? Let's see if we can get this person on the line. Okay, I'm trying. <laughs> Hello, seven seven three. Thank you for holding. You're on the air with Kimberly Potts and Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters. Who who are we speaking with? Hi, Betty Jo and Kimberly. My name is Lily. Uh, I'd like to ask a question. Lily? Hi, Lily. Hi. I'm fine. Um, Anybody, you said George Clooney was on ER, right? Did anybody anybody know that he was on Head of the Class also? No, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I used to watch that show. He was on there too, Head of the Class. Oh, for heaven's sakes, Lily. Thank you for (laughs) calling our attention to that. I didn't realize that. He's been on more more things than we even dreamed of. Yeah, I know. Like Roseanne, you know, like she said, ER. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's been doing a lot. He's a a good actor, you know. I watch a lot of his movies, so. What's your favorite one, Lily? Uh, My favorite movie was Ocean's uh, Eleven. That is a good one, isn't it? Yeah. That's well, it's a pop. It's certainly a popular one. Yeah, he, that's my he favorite. He built up his fan base with, uh, with that. Uh, Lily, can you stay on the line for a little while? I see we have another caller. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would it be all right if we took this next call? Okay. Okay, Lily. Thank you. Thank you, Lily. Okay. Five one six. Hello. You're on the air with Kimberly Potts and Betty Jo. Hi. How are you? Attic headquarters. Who is speaking? My name is Brett. Brett? Hi, how are you? How are you, Brett? I'm great. Do you have a question for Kimberly? Yes. You say that George Clooney is the last great movie star? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that because of his his unique, you know, classic style that separates him from everyone else? That's definitely a big part of it, Um, and I don't think there – you know, if you take just that one aspect, there probably are a few other stars who have that that kind of classic leading man good look. But I think – and the reason I really believe that he is the last great movie star is he's kind of the overall package of the classic leading man looks. He's willing to – you know, he makes the big popcorn kind of movies, but is also willing to take a pay cut to make the smaller movies that – 
that maybe may not make as much money, but that he's really passionate about. He has a very good reputation as being a great coworker, both with his castmates and crew. Um, he's someone who understands that that working in Hollywood and especially at his level is just as much of, of being smart about the business side of things as well as mm-hmm. as kind of enjoying the perks of being a celebrity. And he's very gracious with with fans and um, uh, with journalists. He understands that there's a certain amount of publicity that goes along with everything. And I think when you just put all of those things together, there really is no one else like him. And unfortunately, I don't really see anyone else uh, in the younger stars like that either. Now, I saw the movie Michael Clayton a few weeks ago, and I thought that, you know, it, it was built up to be, you know, a very, a very good drama, and I was I was very disappointed uh, by the movie. I thought that George Clooney was kind of misused. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, now, like, th- this past weekend, I saw American Gangster, which is three hours long. It was probably one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Now, you take actors like Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. What separates them from George Clooney? Um, Denzel Washington, I don't think there is much that separates them. He, I would call him a really a great movie star, too. I think he, unfortunately, hasn't had as much exposure as George Clooney and, and hasn't had the publicity, maybe, that George, certainly not, that George Clooney has. Um, I don't think George Clooney is any better actor than Denzel Washington by any means. With Russell Crowe, you know, unfortunately, you you have to look at the tabloid aspect of his career, and it's huge. And, um, you know, people are always going, no matter what he does, no matter how many Oscars he wins, and I have no doubt that he has another six or seven at least uh, Oscar-caliber performances or Oscar-winning performances in his future. But people are never going to be able to separate the tabloid, phone-throwing hotel incident uh, and Russell Crowe. Right. From his career, so and with Clooney and um, and Denzel Washington, that's just not the case. They are those classic leading men who, again, understand they have to be gracious with publicity and with fans, and and also obviously are incredibly talented. And with Denzel Washington, as as with Clooney, they're both in front of the camera and behind as directors and producers. So, and I agree with you. American Gangster was an incredible movie. Well, now, all three of these yes, actors, uh, Brett, that you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, are. Uh, very charismatic, and I think that's one thing that they they all three have in common. They sort of command our attention whenever they they come on screen. But well, thank you, Brett, for calling. We really appreciate it, and maybe we can do a, a program on uh, Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe uh-huh. one of these days, and you can call back in. Okay. I have one last question. Your name is Betty Jo Tucker. Right. Are you related to Matt Tucker? No, I, not that I know of. <laughs> oh, okay, just just curious. Well, thanks again for calling in. And Rhett. feel free to tune into my show this Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And what show is that, Brad? World Talk Live. World Talk Live. Okay, thanks uh-huh. for thanks for calling and letting us know, and we'll we'll hope to hear from you again. Bye bye. All right, thank you very much. Thank you, Brett. Lily, yes. are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Did you have one more question? And then we're going to go ahead with the uh, interview uh, that uh, was originally scheduled. All right. What What else would you like to ask Kimberly? Well, I think what Kimberly's doing is very great, you know, writing this book, the biography of George Clooney. And I think she was right when she made that point to that gentleman just called that 
he has more exposure now. Yes. George Clooney, mm-hmm. Russell Crowe, or you know any other actor, any other actor that's out there. And you know he's 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 coming up from he you know if you look at his younger days from like she said from sister or head of the class or ER and look him look at him now he turned into a major superstar. You know he's a big superstar. He's he certainly is. That's yeah. that's a very very good point. Well he is. So. I well, mean, thank you very much for calling in, Lily, okay. and um, we'll hope that you call call back on another program too, and we'll hope to hear from you again. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Thank you, Lily. All right. Thanks. I was wondering, Kimberly, that you can see how many fans George Clooney has, and how he much does. people are interested in your book. But what were some of the surprises? Your biggest surprises as you were doing research about uh, George Clooney and his life and his career, what were your biggest surprises that you came up with? Well, you know, you um, always, I think anybody who's who's read any kind of feature interview with George Clooney, you always hear about how well-liked he is um, amongst his co-stars and um, not just with the cast but with the crew members. And, um, you know, that it's kind of you always wonder, well, is that a publicity thing or is it really true? And, um, I really didn't find anything to the contrary of that. He is very, very uh, well-liked on all of his movie sets, and it's a, a well-deserved relationship that he has with these people. He's very protective of the crew members. You know, There's a, a story in the book about when he made the movie Three Kings and didn't get along with the movie's director. That was David um, Russell. was David Russell. And part of that, a big part of the reason that led to their ultimate fight on the on the set was because he felt that David Russell was treating the crew members badly. Oh. And, either, and, I, and I think that adds to also, you know, the, the kind of moniker of, of making him the, the last great movie star in Hollywood. There aren't a lot of people at that level who, who feel they have to stick up for the crew members. Um, and I don't think there are a lot of them who would, um, but it's something that he's done consistently. So the... You know, the I think he has a reputation of being a nice guy, and it's very well deserved. And um, a, a lot of the time, when you hear those kind of things, it isn't always true, but it really is with him. So that was a surprise to you. You thought a lot of that might have been just uh, PR. Yes, I, I, and I think it is a lot of the time when you hear it um, about various people, but it, it really doesn't doesn't seem to be with him. There weren't, I guess, that um, the overall biggest surprise is that there weren't that many surprises. There aren't aren't a lot of skeletons rattling around there. Uh, What you see, I think, is what you get with him, which is, again, part of the reason that uh, people find him so endearing. Well, have you received any reactions from him after the book was published? We haven't yet. I know that um, we sent a copy to his publicist, um, but we, we haven't heard anything yet. Welcome to the club. I, it's been um, a couple of years now since my Susan Sarandon book, and I have yet to hear from her. But my husband tells me to be happy about that because at least I wasn't sued. <laughs> That's true. That is. <laughs> Whenever you're writing about some uh, somebody, you know <laughs> that uh, something in the book might not sit just right with them. So, so I guess if we don't hear anything, no news is good news, is right? Good. Exactly. Do you know we have another caller? So you're very, very popular. Let's take this call now and see what question comes up. Hello, 303. Thanks for holding. You're on the air with Kimberly Potts and Betty Jo Tucker at Movie Attic Headquarters. Hi, Betty Jo and Kimberly. 
This is Denise in Conifer, Colorado. Another Colorado one. Thank you, Denise, for calling in again. Do you yes. have a question for Kimberly? Yes, I do. Um, I think the great actors, were great movie stars were from the golden era. Who could you compare George Clooney to of that period and why? Great question. That is a great question. Thank you, Denise. Um, I, well, I think I agree with the person that he is most often compared to, which is Cary Grant. And, um, you know, honestly, I think one of the reasons that people make that comparison, why it pops into their minds, first of all, is because they both look so great in tuxedos. <laughs> <laughs> look at pictures of the two of them side by side in a tuxedo. It just, you know, I think George Clooney could, could go back in time and, and be right at home with uh, with Cary Grant. But I also think it, it's the same kind of thing where, um, you know, Cary Grant was, he had the classic leading man good looks, but he was also a very gracious person, both with his celebrity and, and just in his personal life. And um, there were a lot of, along with George Clooney, there are a lot of humanitarian efforts. Um, they use their celebrity for charity events, obviously both incredibly talented people um, and t- incredibly talented actors. And just had a good reputation both amongst the fans, amongst their coworkers, uh, amongst anybody that they ever worked with. And that may sound like a simple thing, but it really, it really isn't. And when you, you know, just to try to come up with a list of of other actors, other celebrities in Hollywood who kind of steer clear of tabloid coverage and who aren't on the um, the cover of the magazines every week for that kind of behavior, it's you're hard pressed to come up with a list. And and that really does set Clooney apart. And and I think, you know, again, makes him kind of that that old classic Hollywood movie star that there just aren't that many of anymore. Well, and I think part of it is that we didn't know very much about the old movie stars. And maybe mm-hmm. that is, like you're saying about George Clooney, he's a little bit mysterious. You know, he he's missed- not on the tabloids all the time, just like, you know, they, they kept things pretty quiet back in the golden era where we were allowed to admire and adore them, we didn't have to know all their dirty laundry. That's very true. And this, and that actually speaks to what I was saying earlier, that kind of one of the biggest surprises of writing the book was that there weren't that many surprises. And, you know, let's be, let's be honest, with someone at George Clooney's level, it's probably not because people haven't tried to find out some dirt on him. I think it just isn't there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably right. Well, well thank you very much. Oh, Denise, thank you so much and uh, for that uh, wonderful question. We really appreciate you calling in and call in again. I will. Thank you. Bye, Denise. Bye. Bye, Kimberly. That's great. We start to get regular callers. I love that, and I love the people to call in. Thank you so much for the three of you who have called. I wondered what your favorite George Clooney performances were. I really couldn't tell that from your book, which shows how objective you are, Kimberly. Um, Wow. To narrow it down to one, I would probably have to say Out of Sight, um, which is just a great, stylish movie. He had such incredible chemistry with uh, Jennifer Lopez. And I think it was the first movie for me um, where I thought, you know, he obviously was great on ER, and it was clear that, that he was a huge TV star, but he still hadn't really had a big success either box office-wise or critical-wise with um, with the movies. And that was the first one that that really made me say, wow, this guy, he definitely is a movie star, too. Um, but I also, and I didn't get to 
to say this to Brett, but I actually really did love Michael Clayton. Yes, um, I did too. I, I did too, very much. I think he was incredible. I think he should, and I, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't get another Oscar nomination for it. Um, but I think the thing with that maybe was that people were expecting it to be more of a political, um, legal thriller, and it really. It, I remember when we left, when I saw it with my husband, and we left the thriller or the theater. He said, "You know, that's really just a great character study," and I think that's true. It was kind of marketed a little, a little oddly because it really it does have some legal thriller aspects, um, but it really is a great character study, and he is just fantastic in it. I thought so, and he's on my list of uh, actors that I'm going to recommend for uh, any kind of an award that he can get for that particular role. But my very favorite George Clooney performance was a quirky one. It was his uh, role in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I thought he was hilarious in that. I still see him doing the lip syncing to Man of Constant Sorrow and his up there on the stage and his big brown <laughs> eyes just dancing. And he brought so much energy and humor and uh, humanism to that role. Uh, it's really one of my favorite performances of all time for any actor, to tell you the truth. What did you think about him in that movie? I love that movie too, and um, he the, everything from the accent to the Dapper Dan man line, which is is the line that I always remember most from that movie, and it just will make me laugh just hearing that line. He really was great in it, and I think that was another movie where it showed a different aspect of um, you know he was always kind of the smart aleck character, and he had that down very well on TV and in a couple of movie roles, but it was beyond that. It was a very smart, clever performance and you know he took a lot of care and uh in the book i talk about it a little bit he wanted to get the accent down really well so he had an uncle um who lived in in the kentucky area where he grew up uh record a tape for him because he had the accent that he wanted to capture for the role so he had his uncle record a, a tape just talking for him and then he'd listen to it over and over again until he could get the accent down himself and that's really a big part of i think why that his performance works so well is because of he has the accent down really well and it's just i agree with you it's I think it's probably his funniest role, even more so than the Oceans movies. Yes, I I agree. Uh, Kimberly, what's the most important thing you'd like people to know about you and your book? Um, Well, I think, as you know, know, there was a lot of effort put into it, a lot of work. Um, It was really important to me not, you know, to – I I wasn't trying to write a book that was going to be sensationalistic or – that was going to have any shocking revelations. I just wanted to write a good book that was a good overview of his entire career uh, because, again, I think that is the most surprising thing and the thing that a lot of people don't know, just how long he worked to have the career that he has. Um, It was very thoroughly researched, and, uh, you know, I think I tried to paint a picture both of his career and of who he is as a person. He's very colorful, very funny, very well-liked, um, very caring, very close to friends and family, loyal guy who's worked very, very hard for a very long time to get where he is. And it's it's just a fascinating story to me. Well, I found it to be just, just a, a great entertaining book. And I think it's a must-read for Clooney fans and for anyone who's interested in going behind the scenes to learn more 
about uh, his movies. Do you have any projects that you're working on now that you want to mention? Uh, well, I do, um, I'm still writing for the websites that you mentioned, movies.com. Um, I write a, a daily movie news roundup there every morning, so you can check that out there. Um, and I write every day for AOL TV also. It's a good place to check stuff out. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually trying to um, work on a, another book about female, the history of female comedians. So, Oh, will you come back when you get that book out? I'd love to. Thank you, Betty. That would be that would be great. And then maybe the next time you're on, we can talk about uh, the book with the great title, Everything I Need to Know I Learned from a Chick Flick. <laughs> but our time, I see, is almost up now. I'm stopping the tape now, but I have to mention that I've been having such a good time in the chat room, and I usually don't um, – I usually – I'm not in the chat room because it's hard for me to do two things at once. So I was able to be in the chat room while that uh, interview tape was running. And it was uh, such a treat to talk with, uh, to chat with Dr. Cliff and Still Soft Voice and Gail, the ghost hostess, and T.L. Walker and uh, WWDD, I think that stands for Worldwide Digital distribution i might not have that right and um with calpo and we had a number of other guests uh popping in and out so thank you chatters and you certainly have come up with uh with some interesting comments about george uh, clooney which uh, i hope to share a little bit later and i i want to say also what a treat it was to talk with kimberly I want to thank her again for that excellent interview. Happily, she did visit Movie Addict Headquarters a few months later to discuss her other book, the one that I thought had such a great title, Everything I Need to Know I Learned from a Chick Flick. And I understand that she's updated her Clooney biography, so you can order that second edition now from Amazon.com. And, of course, during the interview, we were talking about favorite George Clooney, George Clooney films and performances, and uh, I should mention that since Kimberly was on our show, Clooney has distinguished himself with outstanding performances in such films as Up in the Air, The American, The Ides of March, and The Descendants. And I want to thank uh, the people in the, in the chat room for mentioning uh, some of the movies uh, that I've even forgotten about, such as The, the Peacemaker. And um, also, my friends on Facebook, Matt Bates, Nancy Lombardo, Edward Bedingfield, and Sharon Schaefer, who um, made these uh, comments about George Clooney on Facebook. I really do appreciate it. Mac Bates picked, uh, says his favorite film and performances would be Michael Clayton, and the runner-up film would be The Descendants, and the runner-up performance would be a tie between Out of Sight and Up in the Air. Nancy says Clooney can do no wrong, but don't forget to mention Killer Tomatoes, too. Um, well, Nancy, I have to say maybe George would want us to forget that one, <laughs> and Edward wants us to know that he first saw George Clooney on TV in The Facts of Life, so it's obvious that this actor has been around for a long time. And uh, Sharon liked him best in One Fine Day, which I think was, uh, Gail also mentioned in the, in the chat room, as well as The Peacemaker. And uh, Dr. Cliff's 
uh, likes George Clooney's style, and I certainly can I can agree with that. But personally, I think George Clooney's acting in his two most recent movies, The Descendants and The Ides of March, show his versatility and rate as some of his best work ever. The talented actor plays two very different characters in these movies and nails them both. In The Descendants, he comes close to topping his remarkable performance in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And if you listen to the tape, you know how much I love that performance and that film. In The Descendants, he plays this clueless guy who discovers that his comatose wife was having an affair before her tragic boating accident. But that's not all. His two daughters are a handful, and he's trying to decide what to do with a large parcel of Hawaiian land his family has held in perpetuity for generations. It's an emotionally charged but sometimes very amusing role for Clooney, one that should have won him the Best Actor Oscar, I think, even though I have to agree that Jean Dujardin from The Artist was great also. In contrast, though, Clooney's role in the Ides of March called upon him to be a, a suave governor running for president on a campaign of change and hope, that sounds familiar, who becomes involved in the seamier side of politics. I can't help agreeing with film critic Frank Wilkins, who wrote, with the Ides of March, Clooney, who directs, co-writes, and stars in the film, stamps his name in the cement along Side Hollywood's all-time greatest actor-slash-directors. Happily, if you're a Clooney fan, you can look forward to more of his films this year. He co-stars with Sandra Bullock in the sci-fi thriller Gravity about a stranded astronaut, which will be released next November, and appears with Kevin Bacon in a film play called Simply Eight, which deals with the federal trial of California Proposition 8. This one, I think, can be seen now on YouTube. And I have to mention Clooney's recent interview on Meet the Press. When asked how he was planning on stretching his acting chops, now that he's done almost every kind of role, Clooney answered, hmm, I'm thinking of dance. Wow, did I perk up at that remark. How much fun would it be to see George Clooney dance in a movie? Here's hoping he wasn't simply teasing us. Or maybe he said that to please Stacy Keebler, the lovely lady he's been dating lately. If you remember, she was a big success on Dancing with the Stars a few years ago. Now, regarding Clooney's arrest earlier this month, I want to make sure that I get everything right about this. So uh, I have in front of me an Associated Press report about that, uh, that incident. And uh, this is uh, from CBS... Uh, news reporting uh, what they got from Associated Press, but uh, the actor, his father, journalist Nick Clooney, and others were arrested, and this is dated March 16th, after being warned three times not to cross a police line outside the embassy, and those taken into custody included NACP President Ben Jealous, Martin Luther King III, and actor and comedian Dick Gregory. According to this report, the protesters accused Sudan's president of provoking a humanitarian crisis and blocking food and aid from entering the Nuba Mountains in the, in, the counties, in the country's border region with South Sudan. Clooney was arrested several hours later after paying a 
$100 fine. And here are some of the things that Clooney said about that uh, situation. What we've been trying to achieve today is we're trying to bring attention to an ongoing emergency. Our job right now is to try to bring attention to it. And one of those ways was, apparently, get arrested. We hope people understand there really is a ticking clock on this, and we need to get moving. There's been amazing progress at times. There have been some great strides. But on the other hand, there's an awful lot that's still going on. The actor said that this was his first arrest, and let's hope it's my last. And it's interesting that several members of Congress were also arrested, including Massachusetts Representatives James McGovern and John Oliver, Texas Representative Al Green, and Representative Jim Moran of Virginia. They were handcuffed and placed into a U.S. Secret Service van. Clooney says this is a moment where we have a chance to do something. Because if we don't, in the next three to four months, there's going to be a real humanitarian disaster. It's such a silly thought to think you're actually succeeding in any of this, he added. But if it's loud enough and you keep making it loud enough, at the very least, people will know about it. And you can't say, we didn't know. And that's the first step. So clearly, George Clooney wants to use his celebrity status to help humanitarian causes. And that's one of the reasons we were very happy to pay tribute to him today. Well, I see it's time to wrap things up. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support and for featuring this episode as one of today's picks. We really appreciate it. And special thanks to Nikki Starr and Danielle Dyer for their, for their expert help and to our chatters callers, and other listeners for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I know I sure did. Please come back next time for our movie mockery show when we'll be poking fun at everything on film. Mad Movie Man A.J. Hawkery and hopefully comedian Nancy Lombardo from BTR's Comedy Concepts will join us for a discussion of and this is quite a list, folks. Mockumentaries, spoof movies, movie parodies, Mystery Science 3000, and other film mockery nonsense. Please don't miss this special April Fool episode. And it, uh, for new listeners, we are on the air on Tuesday afternoons at 4 o'clock uh, p.m., Eastern Time. Now, in the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. So here's the talented A.J. Daniels to close the show with a song we like to dedicate to all our Blog Talk Radio listeners. And today, especially, of course, to Mr. George Clooney.
Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.